Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hi, this is Monique. And this is Sydney. And you're tuned into Monique and Sydney's Open, Open Relationship. Relationship. It's going to be the type of conversations that normally we're afraid to have out loud. Is it okay to be gay? Friends. How many of us have them? Mother and daughters. Is it always all bad? The mind's like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. <laughs> That's what's up. Hello, my loves. Hello, my loves. And welcome to another episode of Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. Hey, my daddy. Hey, mama. How you doing, baby? Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. See, I always got to say, hey, even though we, we drove to the studio together, we leave together, but it's always nice to have a greeting. Oh, yes, it's good podcast. Cast play. Is it good podcast play? I think it is. Hey, my baby. Hey. All right, y'all. So um, today we're going to get into it. We're going to have some topics dun, to discuss. Dun, 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 we don't dun, have dun, hot dun, topics. Dun, Our dun, shit is just dun, topics, dun, okay? Because dun, do we dun, have cool dun, topics? Dun, Come on. Dun, 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 dun. Friends. Dun, 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 dun. How many of us dun, have dun, them? Dun, dun, dun. Friends. Dun, 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 dun. The ones we can dun, depend dun, 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 dun. on. Oh, friends. Ha! We're talking about it, y'all. Friends and Hollywood. And I got to tell y'all this, okay? So... When I first got to Hollywood, right, I was so excited being able to hang out with other people that was in Hollywood. Hollywood. And I was so excited to be able to say, that's my friend. That's my friend. That's my friend. Oh, yeah, we're friends. And i never forget, before Sid and I got together as girlfriend and boyfriend, we were brother and sister, he said to me, yo, stop having these fantasy friendships. Because you don't know them people and them people don't know you. Now, you might run into a, a couple, one or two, that you really kick it with, but you're starting to go into fantasy because everybody is your friend, and it just don't work like that. So in this uh, situation right now, is it what we call it a situation? Well, let's be specific as to what we're talking about. We, okay, let me be specific, Daddy. So y'all please forgive me for keep swinging my plants around, but I like it. Okay, so here's what we're talking about. Of course, all of y'all know, and for those of you who don't know, May 13th, I did a show at the Apollo. May 13th, I said some things that went viral, okay? Then May 20th, I had a show in California, and I said some more shit <laughs> that went viral. Yeah. But in the process of me saying what it is that I said, I was watching some um, talk shows and listening to some radio shows. And I told my daddy the reason why I think it's important that we have this conversation is because there's a lot of babies out there that want to run to Hollywood. And I understand it because I was that baby, too. Mm-hmm. I was that young girl that I saw the lights and the, and I saw the people getting out of limousines. And when I used to see the Jackson 5, it was like, oh, my God, that's what I want. That's what I want. It's like it's beautiful. I was going to be Michael Jackson's wife, and I was going to be a good sister-in-law to all the <laughs> Jacksons, baby. I planned it out. <laughs> and then when you get to this place, right, 
Daddy, I was. Baby, I, was I got to you. do it with him. Right. Okay. Michael Jackson. I was going to do it. Franco Harris. Wait a minute. I wasn't going to do it to Franco Harris. Franco Harris was almost like a dad figure. Okay. Well, you said there was, you liked him growing up, so shit. Okay. I did bad. like him growing up, but I didn't like him like that. Okay. As bad. a little girl. All right. But as a grown-ass woman. Now. Okay. So anyway, that's what I'm Run saying. the ball. Go in. Okay. So when you start meeting and mingling with people, that you've seen in movies and TV, it's like, wow, we can all hang out. And I remember one time, this sweet sister gave me some beautiful advice. When I first got to Hollywood and I first got to Parker's and we went out for lunch, and her name is Vivica Fox. She said, check this out. You better get you some bitches that can roll like you can roll because you'll find yourself always paying for the bitches because everybody's going to look to you like... You the bitch with the money. She says, so find you some sisters that can roll like you roll. Well, I appreciated that. So I found me some sisters that can roll like I roll. Mm-hmm. Though I didn't drop off my, my friends that I knew were my friends, I will say this. There was a time that they could have dropped me off because I got to a place called Hollywood, and I was like, oh, I'm, 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 I'm out here now. So I wasn't always the greatest friend to my friends. Sydney can attest to that. Michelle can attest to that. Robin can attest to that. But these are people that are truly my friends because through it all, we're still together. So I'm saying all that to say this. When I watched The Real, and I had to watch it for myself, I didn't want anybody saying, I heard. Because I don't play the I heard. It's unfair because that's when stories can get mixed up and confused. So I had to watch it for myself because the first time I saw the clip, I only saw the clip with our baby, uh, what's her name, a- 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 what, what's the baby name? Adrian. I only saw that clip. And when I responded to the clip, I responded the way I'll still respond. That baby gets a pass because she's too young to even begin to understand what the fight is for. So I understand her making the comment. It's like, listen, y'all, I'm on TV. I want to secure my place. I want to let people know I have a voice. So here it goes. So with that baby, she does get a pa- she gets a pass. However, the producer did call from the real. I'm sorry, send an email mm-hmm. saying that whenever we would like to come on, we're more than welcome. They're down for hiatus, but they go back up in September, and we're more than welcome to come on. And we're going to take them up on that. So someone else called me and said, "Yo, did you hear Kim Whitley?" And I was like, "No," and they were pretty pissed off because it's somebody that knows both of us. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yo, I'm, I'm kind of fucked up because she was talking greasy about you. And I was like, Kim Whitley? So he said, you got to go watch the clip. So I watched this clip. And I watched Kim Whitley when they asked her, what do you feel about what Monique said? And she says, she's like the fourth supreme. And she's like that aunt that just won't let it go. Now, I'm watching this sister say it out of her mouth, right? And I, I said, okay, this is a person that we've had a friendship. This is a sister that we've gone to both other's homes. We've broken bread together. This is a sister. And when I watched her, and then she said, well, what I know about Oprah Everything is always good intentions. For the three or four years I've been on her network, she always operates from love. Okay. 
but I'm watching you be shitty. And that's the best word I can give, shitty. It's shitty. I don't want to say messy. Fuck it. It was shitty. All right. Okay. So I'm watching this sister be shitty. And I'm saying to myself, are you trying to secure a position on the real? Because the sister you're speaking about, that's the fourth supreme. The sister that you're speaking about, the need to let shit go. I'm the same sister that you called up and wanted advice from me and my husband because you were being mistreated by your representation, and they wanted you to go into a meeting with a woman who happened to be white, who had never been on TV before, but they wanted you to go in there and sell yourself to this woman. So it was me and Sydney that Kim called up and said, y'all, this ain't right. And I said, no, it's not right, sister. And when you go into that meeting, you have to ask that woman, what are you bringing to the table? Because you know my resume. We're those people. I'm the same sister. And see, I think these conversations are important because a lot of us want to get to Hollywood. A lot of us want to go, but sometimes, baby, you don't know what you're really walking into because no one had these conversations with me. Kim Whitley is the same sister that we would go on walks in the mountains. And this wasn't one walk, two walk. This was something we did. And this is a sister that when we would go on those walks, she would cry on my shoulder and we would cry together just talking about life. This is the same sister that said to me as we got to the top of the mountain one day with tears coming down her eyes, Monique, you have everything. And I said, Kim, I don't have everything. I'm just happy with what I have. But I don't have everything. There's some shit with me that you know about. Like, so let's not do that where you're feeling like I have everything because I don't. I'm that sister, Kim Whitley. I'm the sister that you called the night that Joshua's mother had him in the hospital. I'm her. And you said, Monique, she don't want to take this baby home. I don't know what to do. And I said, Kim, that baby could change your life. That baby could make a big difference. Now, I don't know if she called Oprah that night. I don't know how many long walks her and sister Oprah been on. I don't know how many times she's had to call Oprah up and say, hey, I need some advice because they're treating me wrong. I don't know. But what I will say is this. It is disheartening. When you do watch someone sit on international television all over the world that you've actually had in your home, you've been in her home, y'all have had intimate, real conversations, and you say, was this you trying to get a spot? Or is this how you really feel, sister? Because now you start questioning, what were those walks? Were those walks genuine? Or were those walks, bitch, you the it girl right now? And you the bitch I want to be seen with. I'm the same girl. When you say let it go, and when you say she the auntie that hold on to shit, I'm the same one that on the day of the Oscars, Al Roker, right, wanted to come do an interview with me. We want to see what your day looks like the day of the Oscars. I said, okay, baby, I start out with a walk. Me and Ken Whitley, we walk, we climb the mountain. And those producers said, No, 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 no. We just wanted to be you and Al. And I said, no, 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 no. Y'all caught me up. Y'all want to come and see what I'm doing. This is what I do. Me and my sister, we go and we're going for a walk. When the production crew got there, they still tried to push Kim Whitley out. I said, guys, I told y'all when you called, this is what me and my sister do. 
So if you want to talk, I ain't got no problem with it. But she ain't going nowhere. I'm the same sister that when we went for a walk and we were with Valerie Goodlove. She's a legend, iconic journalist, writes for Jet, you know, powerful sister, beautiful sister. When we go for our walk and we're talking about the whole campaign and everything, and Kim Whitley was saying, I understand what you're saying and you're right. So it's, when I say friends, how many of us have them? For me and the lesson that I'm learning is I've got to be more careful. And I don't want to stop being vulnerable, Daddy. I don't want to, when I say vulnerable, I don't want to become that person that I got to shut it down because you might not be good or you might not be good or you might have another motive. Because what I will say is Kim Whitley knows what her life is, as I know what it is. And never will I say anything mean about my sister. Though we don't have a friendship, she's still my sister. And I would not intentionally say anything that I thought would put my sister in a bad way. Still won't do it. But what I will say is we got to pay attention to the word friend because it's been thrown around so much recently with me. I've heard people, I'm your friend. That's my friend. That's my friend. And in dealing with Kim Whitley, and I have to have the conversation, and I know people are saying, oh, God, Monique, why? Because some of us go to our grave, y'all, and we go to our graves in pain. We go to our graves suffering. We go to our graves with things that have been put on our name that's never been cleared up, and we're afraid to stand up. And when I see my sister sit on that show and talk about what she knows about Oprah's intentions, Kim, you remember our conversations that we've had about Oprah Winfrey. So when you open up that can of worms and when you get on a stage and now you got to, I got to be, I'm on her network. So I got to, she shows love, but that one right there got to be careful. Monique and Sydney, we're the people, Kim, that when you came to our home and you had Joshua and you said, girl, I think he got eczema. And I said, bitch, have you put some moisturizer on him? And she said, oh, that's what I'm supposed to do? Yeah. We the same people. But in addition to, in addition to that, because, you know, you, you're hitting on, on the head. That's the same person that spoke when I came into the picture you were not speaking to. And I shared with you based upon you know, what you had shared with me, why there should be a level of solidarity between the sisters. Yes, you did. And despite the fact that, you know, things may have went to the left, she wants to have a conversation here or out. And interestingly enough, she seemed to be thankful for that. Yes. Um, And you're the same person that she shared with us both that, she saw your material and said, I'm going to do your show because she'll never come to California. I'll never meet her. And lo and behold, here you come walking into the comedy store and wherever she saw you and realized that wouldn't be a good idea to continue on with 
with with taking your material, but then later on become uh, friends and quotes, if you will. And what I'll say is the reason why there's need there's no need to say anything bad about Kim or Cheryl Underwood who recently said that she was a friend and recently called to speak to Monique is because there's a level of conditioning that has transpired where we believe we got to stick with who we think is going to win. And if they think you're going to win, then they're on your side. If they think that you're winning, they're on your side. But that's not really what friendship is. And that's how we got on the subject today of friends and Hollywood, how many of us have them because they're conversations that are being had where you're just saying, just simply be honest. And all of this stemmed from the Oprah situation and Tyler and Lee. And if folks just pay close attention and realize if you're an Academy Award winner and you're being dealt a bad hand that could be squelched if just the truth is told. We're not asking for anybody to come up and make something up on the behalf, but when you have a Tyler Perry said, you're right, but I'm not going to say it right now. And then you have a Kim that says she should just be quiet. And I don't know if it's true or not that her and uh, Kiki, was that her name? Not Kiki, uh, the... The Sherry Shepherd referred to Oprah as God. As God. As God. I don't know if that's true. This is what we heard. But if that's true, if that's true, this is the disservice that we do to the Oprahs of the world because um, it's one of those things where that's why we have to disconnect. She's not God. She's a person. And when you have people are saying they're worried about her career because of what she's speaking out and having this conversation. What we're saying to those folks is, do you really, are you really listening to what you're saying? Are you really listening to what you're saying? The fact that we're having a conversation in the hopes that we believe that they're decent enough people that once they hear the real, that their conscience will allow them to come out and say the truth. But others are saying you should be quiet because they may damage your career. You're speaking negative, more negatively about them than we could ever speak. Because yes. what you're implying is they are the type of people that will prey upon you if you speak against them. And we're not speaking against them. We're speaking for them to do the right thing. So that when you have a Kim Whitley who she may or may not ever win an Academy Award. She may or may not win 40 plus awards from around the world for a performance as Monique has. And as Monique is in a very small and select group of people of doing. But you have to ask yourself, if they're going to shortchange someone who's won it all, do you think it's better for you that she doesn't receive what she gets as if somehow they're going to pay you more and you haven't won it? You haven't accomplished the things that she's done? So this is a conversation that is had for the for for women. And when you say that she should be quiet, here's another part of it that you're not considering. Women have been told to be quiet for quite a long time. 
Women get treated in this world like second-class citizens, and they're the creators of the men and the women who are in this society. They're the creators of them. Come on. a test too, baby. Oh. Okay? Short of that. But y'all are told to be quiet when what you should be doing is coming together and having a conversation. Not just black women who are actresses, but the white actresses too. Because... The black actresses would love to get what the white actresses are getting, though they're saying they're being shortchanged. Just like when you see a gay pride, there should be no black gay pride and a white gay pride. It should just be gay, gay pride, pride because you're both dealing with the same cause. So we don't have it. This is not a harsh conversation towards Kim or Cheryl, who called up and essentially all the friendship that she was talking about, you don't call someone to have a conversation when you're on your way to an airport. On the run. Okay. And this is what happens when you start saying things that you can't substantiate when you get in front of that person. Right. And that's why we're not here to bash anyone. We're not calling folks out. We're calling them up. Because mm-hmm. if we can work this out respectfully, Folks will start understanding this is so you're not drinking out the black and white water fountains, that we can drink out the same water fountain and be treated fairly because it's a crazy thing when people are saying we just want to get treated fairly. Fairly is a step up for folks of color in this industry. It's a step down for folks that are not of color. Mm. And when you have a LeBron James Come on. on the news, who is the world's best basketball player. And he's saying, I'm dealing with racism and it's not going to end. And you can be a star, you can be a world champion, but racism still finds me. Now, if it happens to someone like a LeBron James, come on. If we can discredit ourselves and that can happen to an Academy Award winner like a Monique and an NAACP Image Award winner like Monique. The question I would ask is, what can happen to those individuals who don't have that ac- those accolades? Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And that's what the stand is for. That's what the stand is for. So when I see women that has shared intimate moments with me and my family. You've been in my space. I've been in your space. And someone put, oh, they were just jokes. No, that's not just a joke. Because Kim Whitley and I know where we sit with one another. She knows that. And when you now have to say it publicly, let me explain why I feel the way I feel. And then I saw a meme that she put out there the one with our sister Whitney, when she was like, girl, go ahead with that, just her hand gestures. And I'm like, sister, I have empathy for you. Now, there was a time in my life that I would have called up, I'm coming over, and we get ready to do this, bitch. There was a time in my life that I would have been that. But at this time in my life, and what my husband is showing me, teaching me, nurturing me with is mama you have to have empathy and not I'm not saying you got to sympathize but you have to have empathy because there are times in your life 
there are things you've done and said and you wish that, oh, okay, I fucked that one up, where you had to be shown empathy. So when y'all say to me, when I see in the comments, when I get the Twitter responses, when I get the Instagram responses, it's from a few. But when you say, why in the fuck is your husband always right there? My response would be, where's yours? Where's yours? See, Kim Whitley, I'm the same one you called up. Remember the day you called me up and you was like, girl, I got to tell you something, but I could hear the nervousness in your voice. And you said there was this fine-ass man pulling up next to me in a convertible. And I didn't know it was Sydney. And I was trying to get myself together once I knew. Now, that has nothing to do with anything. That's just extra shit to lay on top of. But I'm going to tell you why. Because when it is that shit, daddy, you like, you want to sit up on, bitch, do you know me? This me and you. This me and you. This is me and you where I had to stop fooling with you for a little while. Because you didn't understand the definition of friendship. And at the time, I didn't have the patience nor the tact to deal with someone that I'm looking at you and I'm knowing you're doing some foul shit. So I didn't have the tact then until my husband said to me one day, Mama, y'all, gotta ha- y'all are sisters in the game. And if it can be fixed, go on and work it out. I made the call. She says to Sydney personally, I'm so glad you got involved because Kim knew I was done. But he got involved and worked us out and nurtured our friendship for us to watch that. So for Kim Whitley, sister, the reason why we had to say it publicly, because you felt comfortable enough to talk publicly in a joke. But if ever you want to sit down for real, guess where we're going to be? Right here on Monique and Sydney's open relationship. (laughs) Absolutely. And we also have to give shouts out to folks like Lonnie Love. Come on. Because... Where there are individuals that don't stand strong, there's a sister that you could see her looking inward when those comments were made. And she put it in perspective when she easily did not have to do it and say, y'all caught her doing her stand-up comedy. Her stand-up comedy is her saying the realest and rawest that you would think but you wouldn't say. She can speak from a place of her id. She didn't say this Exactly. But in paraphrasing, you're catching her routine. And we appreciate that because when you are taking it out of context as if she's walking around and you're seeing her on the JCPenney security cameras (laughs) yelling out to herself, Tyler, Lee, and Oprah, they could suck her dick if she had it. You can't have one. Then if she said that, no, 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 there's something wrong. But this is her comedy Routine, And now you're getting a chance to hear us. We grab their attention. Kind of like when you're sanding a piece of wood, you start off with the roughest piece. Come on. But when it's time for that wood to be finished, you're going to polish it and you're going to deal with it in a more delicate kind of way. These are the conversations that when you talk about a Super Soul Sunday, see, we should be having on a Super Soul Sunday because on the real when you have someone that has observed and they're a sister, they're a black woman in the game, as Oprah Winfrey is. And when you have a Tyler Perry who lived in his car, when you have a Lee Daniels who said to us after the after Precious, I got to get paid, I got to get paid. And you have these three individuals that 
in their private time, they know the difference between right and wrong. But there's a level of empathy that you must have for them, as I said to Monique, because you and I have each other to coach one another up if we see each other going off course. But who tells Oprah, hey, baby, that ain't right? <laughs> I don't get the impression of Stedman. I don't. <laughs> I don't get the impression of so Stedman. Sweet. I don't. Because she asked Jennifer Hudson, after two years of being engaged, why are you not married yet? Uh-uh. She asked yes, her she that. Did. Why are you not married yet? They've been around each other for years and years. And this is not a knock on their relationship by any means. But Tyler Perry, who is the love of his life? Who's his wife? Who's his husband? Who's uh, uh, Lee Daniels' wife or husband? Who is their mate? Who? So who is Kim Whitley's mate? Who's Cheryl Underwood's mate? Who? How many of them know what it is to really raise children and know w- what reputation means? Outside of making the next business deal. So when people who have families know what it is to have a family, people who know what it is to have a family, you're not just taking a stand for yourself. You're taking a stand for your children because their words have affected, hey, what our children may be able to wear. Come on. What our children may be able to go to school over a lie. And then you have individuals like a Kim Whitley, like a Cheryl Underwood, who are beautiful, I believe, in the spirit of who they are, just misguided, just misguided. And it is it takes a lot of courage to say no to the machine. It it doesn't take as much to acquiesce and give in. And we can't fault folks for not having that courage. We can just be thankful that we have it. And keep moving forward. And eventually folks will catch up. They'll catch up. It's that that old saying, when you look back on it, what side of history will you be on? Come on now. And I'm comfortable with the side of history that I would be on just by standing by your side. I'm going to tell y'all something. And earlier today... Me, Robin, and Tommy were having conversations mm-hmm. about um, family and marriage. And, you know, and, I, and I got a little emotional because I had seen some beautiful situations with families, and we were sharing that. And I think for me that, and I, I understand when people say, Mo, you can't get caught up in what other people think or what other people feel. No, you can't. But I think, y'all, why it's so disheartening for me because I've read the stories. I got books at home of these people's lives and and their stories and they're dead and gone, but nobody stood by them. Nobody stood by them when they knew they were being done a disservice. It was almost like, nigga, listen, all right, then we got to keep moving. And it's gotten even worse now because we're caught up in, I'm trying to get my private jet, so I don't give a fuck how it goes for you. I'm trying to get my yacht. I'm trying to get my mansion. So listen, niggas. I'm not standing up saying a goddamn thing because it might interfere with my material shit. Now, I got to tell you all this about Sister Cheryl Underwood. When she did call, she was talking a mile a minute. And we, we all know Cheryl. You, you, it's like you got to start screaming to try to get. This is all Cheryl said. And I, this is when I said 
Well, let me tell you what she said. After she went through all of her spiel, she said, I know you right, and I know you ain't lying. Then I said, bitch, what we talking about then? If you and know I'm right. And that's what she said. And, and bitch, what, what you we talking talk about, about then? then? If you know I'm right, and you know I'm not lying, but you sat up on that television show and said, I need to apologize. Well, Monique, I've apologized to people that's done me wrong. I said, then bitch, if that's the slave way you want to handle it, that's you. your goddamn business and shame on you. But don't make your situation my situation. Because when you asked her. Were you wrong in reference to the things that you said that made you had that made you have to go back and apologize to them for? And she said, yes. Well, if you were wrong, then you did the right thing. But don't make me wrong because you were wrong and you're disinterested in hearing the story. And what I would ask the world to do is simply ask Tyler Perry, did you say that you were wrong? Did you say that Monique was right? Because that says a lot. And then why would you not come out immediately as a man of honor and not tell the truth? Why does it seem like you wouldn't care enough about this woman and her family? Because, again, the conversation that we had was an amicable conversation. And in us having these conversations that we're having, we want to be very clear as to how we speak about our brothers and sisters. Because typically this is where it gets, oh, you ain't this and you ain't that. No, they're the shit in their own right. They have done extraordinary things in their own right. But when you treat people fairly, that means that you don't care that they're big time producers or movie makers or so forth. What you care about is the type of human being that they are. And most importantly, the type of human being you are that's going to dictate how you deal with these folks. So we want to kind of approach it again. The stand up, it was designed to get the attention. It was designed to get the laughs. And that's what it did, because when you listen to it, there weren't people that were gasping. There were raucous applause and mm. laughter. Mm. But now when we're having the real conversation, what we're saying is courage, brother, do not struggle. Though the path be dark as light, for there's a star that guides the humble. Trust in the universe to see the light. Y'all got to see the light and you got to have courage, especially when it seems a little dark to the brothers and the sisters. And by dark, meaning you can't see, not dark like we as black people, mm. okay? Mm. Because in this situation, we have constantly had conversation in reference to the white man, the white man, what the white man and did, what the white man and did. Well, what has happened is they've controlled it so much that they got us against ourselves. Mm. And for the real brothers and sisters, that it, not specific of color, white, black, Asian and all the rest, no one can respect someone that sells out their own folks. How can you? How can you? So at the end of the day, these aren't bad people. They're just making bad decisions. And what we would ask of them is to be kind enough to tell the truth since you were bold enough to let a lie go on for several years. And, you know, there's some comments and people are saying, has Oprah reached out yet? And there are some people saying, oh, Oprah don't have time for that. She's not going to dignify that. Let me tell y'all something, and it's just, just my humble opinion. 
Oprah knows what needs to happen. So I don't want y'all to think that, oh, she's too dignified for it. No, 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 baby. I believe this is the first time that that woman's been in a position where somebody is standing up saying what you did was wrong. What you're doing is wrong. And I'm not apologizing for that. I'm not backing down for that. And if we have the real conversation, sisters, if we have the real conversations that we have in the beauty salons, that we have at our book club meetings, that we have on girls night, we could really help our sister out. Because y'all know the conversations that we have. Y'all know what we're saying. And love Oprah, love Tyler, love Lee, love Kim Whitley, love Cheryl Underwood. Because there's a lot of people that say they should kiss ass, they sell out, they this, that, and the other, and so forth and so on. Our goal is not to have anyone be called names. Mm-mm. Our goal is to have them hear what's being said, know that it's said, with the same love, though it may come across as being tough, so that it can touch your heart to open your mind and do the right thing. That's it. We're not looking to have fights with a bunch of different people and all of this and that. That's not what we're about. However, we're also not about people just saying whatever they want to say, and just because they're construed as powerful, we're going to let them say it without uh, having a response to it. So one of the most generous and honest things that to me, and we're, we're given the olive branch that Lee, that Oprah, that Tyler could ever do, have a real conversation about it. We welcome it publicly. On Super Soul Sunday. Super Soul Sunday. Super, Super Soul Sunday. And Brother <laughs> Tyler, as you said, I'm not going to come out for, uh, for, your, for Lee and Oprah, I'm not going to speak on that behalf. I'm only going to speak for me and say that I was wrong and that it was not right that we would uh, label her as different, difficult and it be perpetuated when all she chose to do was not go on a campaign that she wasn't obligated to go on. But you know what, Daddy? I think that because we say that, I think y'all need to understand about this campaigning thing. All the campaigning that had to take place in reference to promoting the film in the United States of America, I did all of it. All of it. I went over and beyond to campaign for that movie here in this country. Okay? Where it got difficult was for them, they wanted me to go internationally. They wanted me to leave my family and fly internationally to take pretty pictures on a red carpet. It's like, guys, do you know how many goddamn pretty pictures I've taken on red carpets? No, thank you. So it's because I did not choose to go to Cannes, because I had some downtime and I wanted to spend it with my family, this is when all of the difficulty came in. Because if I was so difficult, y'all wouldn't have seen me promoting this movie in America. If she was so difficult, why would Oprah be calling her to come on the show after the Oscars? Why would Oprah be calling her up to ask her if it was okay to have her brother on the show and then share stories with her? Why would, again, we live in a world that Lee called Monique difficult, but after Lee and Oprah called Monique to invite her, where was that? I think it was Canada, was it? Where she was going to fly you out? And... Uh, you were like, no, it was I'm, 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 I'm with mm-hmm. I'm with the family. 
I don't have time. I'm going to spend it. And then Oprah, based upon what Lee called you back to tell you that Oprah said, wow, she's not real. She's really not impressed with all of the fanfare. And he was like, I told you now, why would a man that labeled Monique difficult call Monique back to tell her what Oprah said that coincide with he with what he said, which is she's not enamored with all the fanfare, all the awards. And do you understand what's happening? That a person is being penalized because she had the unmitigated gall to say, I'm not interested so much in trophies as I am with spending it with my family. Now, what better people to have that rumor started than individuals that don't have one. Come on. Then individuals on. that don't know what it is to have a wife, children, somebody that's looking forward to you coming home, not just dogs. Okay. Mm. And this is not to knock anybody, but this is to say the reality. If you don't know what it is to have children in your life, it may be the reason why you keeping your employee so late. Because they got families to go home to. And when you don't, you want to stay. It's like the old cat at the club. You be like, <laughs> why Dexter always at the club and shit? Because it ain't nobody to go home to. Come on. It ain't nobody to go home to. And for that reason is why we empathize. Because mm -hmm. we can believe that people have everything. But when you watch the Michael Jackson story and this cat got to put on a motorcycle helmet to be able to go out with his kids. Come on. Yo, we don't know what it is to, to go out and, 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 and be attacked in the way that they're going to attack because with Oprah and them people standing off. The one thing I love with Monique is when people see her out, it's kind of like she live in their neighborhood. Girl, if you don't come over here and give me a goddamn hug, Baby. girl, we fighting for you. And we want to tell you out there listening, we appreciate. Yes. We appreciate the 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 folks that work behind the counter at the grocery come stores. Come on, daddy. The, the, the lady that may be sweeping up the floor and she wreck. Those are the people that we have these conversations for. The, the regular folk. The salt of the earth, the people that if it's if it wasn't for them, they're the ones that make TV and entertainment viable because you all the ones coming out and supporting it. So we appreciate the support from the regular folk because that's all we are. That's it. That's we, it. You know, when we get people from around the world in this room and when y'all say, Mo, Haiti, love you. Mo Come Barcelona, on. love you. Come on. Mo Canada stands with you. Mo the Bahamas on your side. And then when you hear people say, just let it go. <laughs> why don't you let it go? Right. Let me tell y'all why we can't let it go. Because we fighting for our life. And you tell me which one of y'all would walk away from fighting for your life. You tell me which one of y'all would say, I'm just going to let it slide. We got babies. We have a family. And we're fighting for the lives of others to have the spirit where they are able to speak up for themselves so that you have a collective group of individuals speaking up. This is not about rioting. This is not about cussing somebody out. This is not about taking a chair and breaking it through a glass to express your anger. This is about <laughs> having a conversation and asking folks, why did you do what you did? 
And if you take ownership for what it is that you did, we can move on in a different kind of way. And the question I would ask you is, how can you be more diplomatic than that? How can you show greater diplomacy by saying, here's your opportunity to speak up, Oprah? Not only did you not say anything when you heard about the difficulty, uh, the difficulty and how she was being difficult, okay, but then you'll have her mother, father, brother, the one that did not molest her on, and you won't share that information as to why? Where's the spirit in that? How would that fit into Super Soul Sunday? How would that fit into a dynamic that Ayanla would be able to uh, articulate the, 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 the reason why it made sense that you would not share with Monique that other people from her family were going to come on and the divide that that could cause? Because when you say that you didn't know uh, who was going to be on your Oprah Winfrey, not only do you know who's coming on your show, I believe you may know what's happening in other people's houses. <laughs> you Oprah Winfrey, okay? You Oprah Winfrey. So at the very least, we know you know who's coming on the show. How big and how extraordinary would it be to apologize for that misstep? How, how big and extraordinary? And it shows if it is an extraordinary thing to own that, to own it, then it says this is the reason why we should not put people on God's status because we're afraid of hearing the truth, and then we then find out that these people aren't gods at all. they just regular folk too. See, when, and I watched the Michael Jackson story because you got it from his bodyguards. And what I want to say to those two brothers, thank you. Thank you. Because they made that man human. Mm -hmm. And the main brother was like, listen, y'all, all he want to do is be a daddy to his kids. And when you hear that this brother was, he couldn't pay his people. And we don't, we don't know if all the story is true, but I just, I felt that brother was coming from his heart. Mm -hmm. When you see this man going to a store, but his credit cards are declining. And this is the biggest star in history, in the history. But you see the treatment that he was receiving. And you say, y'all, if we look at the biggest pop star in the world who happened to be black and he was being treated like that, how can y'all even form your mouth to say, why don't they just be quiet? And then, Come well, on. here's the coup de gras. How was he treated when he died, though? Oh. Now, you got candles. You can't keep a candle in the store. Come on. You got pictures being drawn, vigils, people out in the street crying and everything. And what we're saying is that's why you got to love folks while they're here. And you got to love folks enough to tell the truth. Because, again, as much money as Oprah, Tyler, and Lee, one would presume that they have, what I'm getting is there's not someone around that loves them enough to force them to tell the truth. Come on, Daddy. And I'm, I'm hoping and I'm banking I'm putting my bank against that bank because I'm filthy mm. rich when it comes to spirit. Come now, on. when it comes to actual money, God damn it. Shit. We, working it. we working on it. We working on it. Okay. okay? <laughs> but when it comes down to spirit, we can put our bank against their bank. And what we're saying is we banking that they have decent enough people around them 
that somebody at some point will say, brother, Tyler, did you really say that to them? Because if you said that to them, you should say it out loud. Sister Oprah, did you have folks on the show that you didn't let Monique know about? You knew she wasn't contractually obligated to do anything, but you didn't say anything. Mm. Do you think that your word, if you had said, wait a minute, guys, Monique wasn't contractually obligated to do any international press. How are we going to put that out there against her? I want to speak out against that because you spoke out against individuals not wanting to let you go into, I believe it was Bijan. A store. I don't know. A store in England when you came after hours and they didn't let you in to get a bag. But that made headline news. They headline news. Oprah was not let into a store after hours internationally. Now, the average person would be like, well, it was after hours. Huh? <laughs> Shit, I'm closed. Like, I'm closed. Bitch. Like, who I'm a fuss to about that? Who? So when you start thinking that the shit should be open for you because of who you are, and then you talk about discrimination, I'm just saying it's not because you ain't good. It's just because there's a level of misguidedness that when people put you in God status, you begin to get disconnected from reality. And how beautiful, because I've heard the stories about you, Oprah Winfrey, when you first went to Chicago. I know the stories about you when you were in Baltimore because we on. saw you and we admired you. Come on. From Baltimore. Okay. So when you get reconnected with the folks that you come from, come on. You'll understand the importance of why you should tell the truth in this regard. Now, when we say get reconnected, and see, these are the conversations that we've had in the beauty salons. These are the conversations that black women have had where we've said that black woman's been disconnected from us. We, we, can't, we don't know how far to go back. When, we, when you look at, and again, this is not Oprah Winfrey's fault. Mm-mm. So let me be clear about what I'm getting ready to say. This is not her fault. However, what we know is the power of television We know the power that it possesses when you have that platform. And here we watched a black woman for over 20 years not have a black man by her side, not have a family. And it was all about empowerment and independency. It was all about sisters, get yours, get yours. So when I look in our communities and you see the downfall of our communities, again, we can't put it all on her because it's unfair. And she never came out of her mouth and said, black women don't fuck with black men. She never did that. However, we watched a woman that her action said, you can do it on your own. We watched a woman that her action said, you can do it on your own. See, if, and I can only speak for me and my situation. If I were over in Paris anywhere and I was going through a situation, you ain't going to just see me on the news. It's me and my husband. It's a team. If my husband's going through a situation, you ain't just going to see him. We're a team. So what that woman showed us, because I was one of them. I was one of them. My third marriage, y'all, this the last one. Nonetheless, it's the third one. I was one of them that said, nigga, I don't need you. Don't you what did Oprah say? What, what, what was she saying? Because I don't need your ass. Again, we can't blame it on her, but it's what we took from it. And when you have an individual, because she's fair to share what she believes is her truth. However, you got to analyze it at the end of the day. When work is over, when work work is over, 
who loves you. Mm. When you're not out making money, when you're not out doing, who's going to love you? Because that's what you said in, in Precious. Who gonna love me? Who gonna love me? <laughs> you're not gonna sound like no ape over there now. Did I sound like a goddamn ape? Okay. Did I fall at? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like, again, you don't know and we don't know what that is and how that makes people the way they are. But nonetheless, we appreciate being able to have this conversation with you. Time just flew. It did, Daddy. Time just flew. You know, this is the reason why I absolutely enjoy Monique and Sydney's open relationship. And I know I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again. And I don't think I can say it enough. I asked my husband. I asked him some years ago, I said, Daddy, the world needs to hear you because you're saving my life. And he said, Mama, you're saving your life. You're just listening. And I said, I know I'm not unique, Daddy. I know my hurts, my pains, my stresses. I know I'm not unique. The family shit that I'm dealing with, I know it's not unique. But he was able to pick me up off of my knees And he was able to nurture me in a way that no other human being could nurture me. And I'm going to tell you all something. I feel selfish keeping it all to myself. I feel like I'm being selfish, not letting y'all hear what I know is the most beautiful human being I've ever met. And as he sits next to me, as we have these conversations, he always brings me to a place of love. Because I'm going to tell you all something. I want. Listen, I didn't call people a couple motherfuckers. I done told him, I done said some shit. And then we'll say, you've been called motherfuckers before, haven't you? <laughs> we can still work this out. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, y'all, I done did it. I done did it. <laughs> but I'm perfect. grateful for a man who happens to be mine, but for a man who was unafraid to take his position as a man who was unafraid to take his position as a dad, a friend, whatever capacity that is, he's unafraid of it. So when y'all say, well, why are you letting him talk? Bitch, because he's supposed to. Because he's supposed to. See, we're supposed to know when to be quiet and let our men speak. We're supposed to know when to do that. But because we got so caught up in Oprah's life classes of empowerment and independency, you women are questioning why my man is talking. But I appreciate the brothers and the sisters that say, Brother Sidney, keep speaking for your queen. Because in the castle, remember, it's not the queen and the queen. Come on. It's not the king and the king. It's the king and the queen. And that means that there's a space and a place for the energy of the king. And there's a space and a place for the energy of the queen. And this don't have anything to do with male and female It's a king energy and it's a queen energy and they can both coexist because, you know, if you look at the chessboard, the goddamn king, he only can take move one goddamn move. Goddamn queen. She can go all over the goddamn board, zigzagging esque and all of that shit. So that's about right. (laughs) That's about right. One time I thought I was the king. (laughs) Yes, you did. I did. Yes, you did. However, when you realize that being a queen. Come on has a great deal of benefits, you became comfortable saying, I don't need to be both. Mm. So at the end of the day, for the kings and queens that are out there, when things get hard, 
for you, for your family. Y'all stick together. Let the world bring you close together when it can easily pull you apart because that's what this scenario has done for Monique and I. And we're going to work through it as we want y'all to work through it because we want to see y'all next Thursday and being able to converse. And we love y'all and stay true. Please. Please stay true. You going to take us on home? I'm going to take us on home, baby. Listen here. My daddy always says, take the best and leave the rest. So we want to thank each and every one of you for giving us your ears today, for giving us your heart, your mind. We want to thank you for being open to considering something different. And like my daddy always says, the mind is like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. We love y'all. For free. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.